morning, Roxy Soxy. Good afternoon, Tam Tam. Oh my God, it has already been a day here in Los Angeles, my friend. What I has have... been happening? Do you have your thong on? Do you have your pearl thong? If anyone has been listening to the previous episodes, uh, Roxy wears a pearl thong. <laughs> I do, I do. I usually wear it on Saturday night, but I think I'm going to start breaking it out on like Thursday, Tuesday, <laughs> you know, all the other days. <laughs> well, on those days, you can wear it the opposite way around. <laughs> yes, exactly. For a little extra fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Tiamat, I have to ask you this because I feel like you were a little bit on the brunt of my PMS this morning because you know what happened? Here's what happened. Woke Tell me what three, happened. Woke up at 3.45, couldn't get back to sleep. About an oh, hour yeah. later, my daughter comes running in crying and she's like, I've got, I'm so sick. I can't swallow it. She had like a, no, a sore no. throat. Yes. And her birthday's on Monday. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my, oh my God. God. It always, it literally always. always happens. As you're going onto the plane, my kid yes. starts puking. It's yes. like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? I know. I, PMSing hardcore. And then you saw the emails earlier today with some of those people. They were pissing <laughs> yes. me off. <laughs> no, I know when Roxy comes out, I just give it back to her. She call, When she calls me by my name, I'm like, bitch, I'm calling you by your name. I'm giving you a little bit of taste of what you gave me. No way. Um, <laughs> This is why we're like sisters. We're like, yeah, Tam and Roxy. But I knew you would get it as soon as I was like fucking PMSing today. Well, the good news is, and you've come so far because I've we've we've been doing this for a long time. You've come so far. You mm. actually admit to your wrongdoings now. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> before before I'd be like, you just be like, I'd be like, <laughs> bitch, like what's wrong with her? But now I'm like, oh, she admitted to it. Didn't apologize, but she admitted to it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm making progress. <laughs> um, one question before we get our guest on. Do you oh. feel so I'm still I'm in my late 30s. I'm holding on for dear life. Um, do you apparently like perimenopause starts like now it starts for this... ten, it's it's for 10 years of being a complete and utter horrible person. And I already have issues with that anyway. Like I'm such a controlling freak, especially with my poor husband. But I'm like, is it going to get worse I know you're a couple years older. This I don't is... know how many years older, but does it get worse? So for the record, I am 76. Um, thank <laughs> you to my plastic surgeons. <laughs> it's LA. It's yeah, LA, it's baby. LA. It's LA. Yeah. Um, this is what's so crazy. Every time I go to the doctor, I'm like, am I in perimenopause? Am I in perimenopause? They're like, are you still bleeding? I'm like, yeah, every month. They're like, then no, you're not in perimenopause. And I'm like, but how do you know? Like, how do you know? And I can't tell from history because my mother had a hysterectomy. So oh, yeah. we don't know when it happened for her. So yeah. I'm just like, how do we know? But you know, my mom said, I was like, when did you go but through menopause? Yeah. She was like, I went through menopause at 50. I just had a lot of soy milk and it was fine. I was like, that is a terrible, that is not <laughs> enough information. This is like the sex talk that I never got. You know what I mean? Like I never got the sex talk. I never get the menopause talk. So I'm just screwed. You we're know, just like so, wandering yeah. in the woods like us. We're just like, I got my soy milk in here. <laughs> <laughs> you got me telling everyone to fuck off. I mean, I what know, more do you it need? Really is. It's a disaster. <laughs> and I'm sure our next guest is really happy to be here. Um, he is like, what have I signed on to? This is a mess. Um, but oh I'm so God. excited to speak to him. I literally did a whole deep dive for like the last couple of days. And I get I'm a little addicted to TikTok anyway and, and, mm. and social media. But like once you start watching his videos, like you just can't stop. It's like <laughs> sucking a sore tooth, except it's not sore. It's a beautiful, nice crown. Um, but yes, I am like now obsessed with him. I know he won't be my friend, but I already feel like he is my friend. <laughs> so who do we have on Roxy Soxy? Oh, well, I mean, the, he, I was so excited to to look through all of his stuff, particularly on a day like today when I was so pissed when I woke up. I opened up his page and there I saw him doing a Britney Spears impression. And I'm like, I love oh it. my God, this is like, I love it. it. Right. This is exactly what we needed. He is like a multi hyphenate, like amazing entertainer, dancer, performer. He does the most hilarious celebrity parodies on TikTok. And mm -hmm. by the way, on TikTok, he has like blown up. He has like mm -hmm. over a million followers. He's hilarious. He's out loud and proud. And we love him. Welcome, Corey O'Brien. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you Thank for you so coming. Much. Oh my gosh. So I feel like I found my home here with the pearl, thong, <laughs> the pearl thongs. I, I have one too. So I'm really Do you glad. have one on? Is it backwards too? 
Yes. Is a fat yeah, yeah. I wear it. I wear I it every it. day. Yeah. Oh my god. We're I wish hit I had the a boulevard. Curl thong. T- a Tamman, you got to get one so we can hit the boulevard. The three of us. And like, oh yeah. Where do you even Fables. get one these days? Where do you well, get one? Um, goodwill. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you string goodwill. it together yourself. You yes. know. Yeah. Party city. <laughs> it's a DIY project. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. That's our lunch. Our merch is I going to be pearl thongs, right? There we go. Pearl thongs and there some vibes. Here we go. But, you is. know, as I was going through all your TikTok and I, yes, they we're going to do all the fun stuff. But I, I read a lot of articles about you and we talk a lot about mental health on this podcast, too. And mm. you let's go right back to the beginning when you were mm. a very small child. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very small child. I have a nine year old and I also have a four year old and. You said that at four years old, you knew that you were gay and that you mm-hmm. liked boys. Yeah. So, you know, there's so much, there's this huge narrative and there's so much noise right now, especially about like kids not really knowing like their sexual identity or like having any idea and that we are, um, you know, putting that, we're giving them like uh, options to choose when they don't really know who they are. So can you go backwards into like when you were very young in Pennsylvania in a small town in Pennsylvania and explain mm-hmm. when you knew that you were gay and how you knew. Uh, thank you. Yeah. So much for bringing that up because I think a lot of people have this idea, this notion that um, they're so fearful that the parents are telling the kids what they are. When in reality, I knew exactly right away. Like that's my truth. That's my story. I instantly knew Uh, I, I was actually out and proud more. I think when I was four than anything else, because that to me was my norm. Mm -hmm. I was telling people that I had a crush on a boy. I was chasing boys at school, like literally chasing them. I, uh, I, I just knew I, I would hear my sister, my older sister talk about crushes that she had. And I would relate to her and I would tell her the same thing with me. And, I, I told my mom, I remember that I had a crush on a boy named Brandon and she just sat there and said, okay, you know, she just listened to me, but it was never something that the outside world was telling me that I was. It's what I knew in my heart that I was mm. um, uh, until I, until I think I had more and more people start kind of treating me differently than looking at me wrong, than, than teachers kind of telling me to stop or, you know, uh, my friend's parents telling me that it wasn't right or that neighbors, you know, then that's when I kind of started realizing that uh, I was quote unquote different. But I mean, from, from the moment I can remember, it was Mm. never, never anything that I was like, I'm attracted or I like girls. I, I knew in my heart that I was gay and I just didn't have the word for it. And Mm. that's another thing too, because I think that a lot of people really like are so afraid of like don't say gay they're so afraid of all these things that we are teaching Mm -hmm. these children but in reality children really are just taught how to love and love Mm -hmm. and they're they're taught um they're taught really it begins at home so if they're taught how to hate they're going to learn that at home if they're going to taught how to accept themselves they're going to learn that at home so for me, it was, I was never told by my parents what I was. They just accepted me for who I was. That's amazing. So you grew up in a very supportive family and had that kind of backing. Um, at what point did you start? If you, if you did have bullying, like what point mm-hmm. did that start? So like from going to your parents kind of safe cocoon to like yeah. the world and, you know, kind of dealing with their reactions. Yeah. I've always been like an entertainer. So mm-hmm. my safe, my safe space was my home. That's mm-hmm. where I could go. I could always entertain. I was the middle child. So I was obsessed, attention crazed. I mean, I loved it. So I started getting bullied, I believe, early on. Like, I want to say around, like, five or six. I just, I remember because I feel like I so desperately wanted the acceptance from my peers. I had it from my family, but when you're that age, you want your you want the, your peers to accept you. You want to feel accepted by the friends, people your age. So I will say it started early on. It started, It got to a point where I felt like, I started dimming my light. I started dimming who I was, mm. my personality, because I just so desperately wanted to be not even accepted anymore. I just wanted to be left alone. 
I didn't want to be made fun of. I didn't want the attention on me. Um, so, you know, it, it definitely, that became my norm then like mm-hmm. going to school and getting made fun of became my norm. Like I just kind of like, if, if, if someone only kind of maybe called me a name on the bus, but didn't push me down, it was a great day. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I was so happy that it was the bare minimum, not even, I was, I, I was just, I, I wanted to honestly, I did, I didn't in a sense want to exist among these people. I just kind of wanted mm-hmm. to be like a shadow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was bullied so badly at school. I was a very mm-hmm. overweight kid and you know, I, people would throw rocks at my head and I remember it so well. And it's funny because I'm in my thirties now and it's like, it never really goes away. Like, I know we say it does. And I know we say, well, we've gotten, and I've gotten therapy and I've, you know, I've made peace with it all, but like, there's still a part of you that feels like you're that 10 year old, that eight year old, that 12 year old, that five year old, that isn't good enough. Like, I feel like for me, when my, triggers happen and I have to sit with myself and ask why it always goes back to being a kid and it's like at some point like I don't know how you guys feel but some point I'm like fuck man like when is it over you know mm-hmm. like meaning when not when when is the 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 trauma mm-hmm. over from when you're so young being bullied like that you know what I mean like does it ever go away I don't think you know what honestly I don't think it ever goes away and Tam I think I told you this um Corey, I went to my high school reunion recently, like a yeah. month and a half ago or so. And I, you know, I received a lot of the mean girl sort of stuff, you know, especially in like middle school and junior high, you know, they just didn't treat me very kindly. And I guess that is bullying, really. I, why do we even call it mean mm-hmm. girls? It's bullying, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there was something so interesting about being seated with the same girls at the same like lunch table very like in the cafeteria you know where we oh man it was so <laughs> weird tam and i was like wait what but then i kind of looked at it through a different lens like i kind of looked at them and i was like they were kind of socially awkward and like trying to be funny but it was like people were kind of just you know like whatever like mm. and i almost felt sorry for them you know what i mean because that had to have been their reality too, probably at that age that they felt so, you know, bad about themselves or awkward, you know, something, not that it's an excuse at all, but that's Mm -hmm. maybe what caused some of this, you know, like you must pity those people now. I'm like, but I don't think it ever goes away necessarily. Mm -hmm. The effect. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I actually, I don't think it goes away. I think Mm -hmm. with years of therapy that, you know, I've been through and just also like, of course, after I got sober 10 years ago, I feel like I had such a different eye-opening experience to all of it. But I do think that the mindset that I have, I feel like that's something that I work on every day. So even if I have worked on my confidence and I've built that back up from now at 32, from when I was a four-year-old boy, five-year-old boy getting made fun of, I still catch myself at times like, just second guessing myself or wondering, can I do this? Am I worthy? Does Is this something that mm-hmm. I really can accomplish? And I mm-hmm. have to just like kick myself out of that, that fucking feeling because mm-hmm. I know where that stems from because that stems from when I was a little boy thinking, I don't deserve this. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I deserve to be made fun of. I don't deserve what everyone else has. And I, I think that those feelings kind of, they live within you. If you, if mm. you really, if you grow, if like the most important years of your life, you're being told these negative, horrible things about you. You're a child, like you grow with that. So that's, mm-hmm. that lives inside you. So I feel like constantly every single day, like you're kind of like battling against it, but in a weird way, kind of like you said, like I do pity these people. Cause in a mm-hmm. sense, like I actually, now that I, now I'm older and now that I've done everything and I'm accomplishing everything that I've put my mind to and everything I've ever mm-hmm. wanted to, I've had people that made fun of me reach out to me. I've had guys that were making fun of me actually now reach out to me years later and they're in the closet. So I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So like you, you know, I was, I was a safe bet. Like I, I was the one that you kind of could shine all this negativity on so you yourself weren't made fun of, or you, no one really knew about you. And I, I, you know, I pity these people, but at the same exact time, like I, I kind of, I, I bless and release because I, I, um, 
I'm not here to be anyone's therapist, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. like I do, you know, I I appreciate when people are able to take accountability. Mm. It sucks that we have to go through it though. Like, yeah, I totally agree. (laughs) I think like I look back now, I'm like, oh, those people like, you know, unhappiness is the fastest pipeline Uh to hate and Mm -hmm. people are like unhappy, like, you know, and it's taken, my husband said to me the other day, he said, so you don't care if people are rude to you on social media. I'm like, I fucking don't care. I really feel bad for them now. Mm -hmm. Like I actually go, oh my goodness, you are spending your time writing this horrific stuff, like kill yourself or whatever they say, like horrible stuff. And I'm like, you don't have never even met me. Like I feel really bad for Mm -hmm. someone who, is living in such a dark place, but it took me 30 something years to get there and to be like, I can now see someone else's pain like straight away. But I have a daughter and so does Roxy who are, you know, also nine, 10 years old. And I'm thinking like, what do I do? Cause one of my daughter's Phoenix's friends recently said like, people were talking about you. She texted this to her yesterday. And I said to Phoenix, ask her, because I like monitor her phone. I'm like, ask her, what did they say? Because I want to know what's going on. She said, what did they say? And the girl said, I'm not going to tell you. And I thought, wow. And I thought, okay. And then Phoenix was really confused. And I had to sit down with her, which I don't think our parents really had the tools to do this Mm -hmm. back in that generation. I had to sit down with her and go, she feels jealous of you. She feels jealous because you're in Australia. You're doing all these cool things. You're at a photo shoot because we went and she told her friend she was at a photo shoot. And this girl obviously doesn't know how to respond to that. So she doesn't feel good about herself. So she's now, you know, making it about you, trying to pull you down. But I don't think our parents really, I mean, I don't know if your parents did. I don't think our parents Mm -hmm. really really talked through that other than maybe they were like screw that person or you know our parents got so angry right at the other Mm -hmm. person and we're like because they wanted to like stick up for us Mm -hmm. but I'm like maybe if they could break it down that that person was really suffering in their own stuff and they were sort of deflecting on us maybe it wouldn't have maybe we would have understood it better earlier right yeah I mean yeah my dad used to just tell me oh you know hit him back punch him back. Yeah, and I was like, yeah I was like, exactly. You know, <laughs> an eye little, for an eye. <laughs> I know. I was just like this, this little gay boy that just wanted to go to gymnastics uh, and dance. I wasn't about to like USC these people. I was like, I'm not going to punch them, dad. I was so, but I, I think that for me, it was like, it was more so the fact that people like these people were making fun of a true fact about me. And that's what, mm. I, that I was gay. Mm. So I was like, I, I went from like being told, you know, like that it being nothing at home to now being Mm -hmm. out in the world and everyone is like making fun of something that I really can't change. And then Mm -hmm. that's when I kind of started, like I turned that into kind of hate for myself because I couldn't change it. And all I wanted Mm -hmm. was to change it. But at the same exact time, I I do relate. I do completely agree. Like parents, it, it was more at times it felt like parents were like annoyed. They're like, okay, well, what do you want us to do? And it was like, I, right. I don't, I don't know what, I, I don't know what I want you to do. Like, I, I want these kids to stop. But it, I think that it was more so of like it will get better. But it, when you're mm-hmm. that young, that's your world. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. those, those little fucking losers that are making fun of you, like they are everything. So it's like, oh, I just. But now I'm 32. Yeah, I would tell like maybe like my nieces and nephew, like who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. But they, mm-hmm. they care. So I, you know, I have to care. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Well, I commend you guys too for saying something to your families and stuff like that. Cause I didn't, I just kept it like mm-hmm. bottled in for years and years and years and like pushed down, pushed down. And I'm sure that bubbled up in like anger and, you know, me mm-hmm. lashing out and like doing things that probably would have not, I mean, would have been better had I explained the situation, you know, and kind of gotten those feelings out so that's great that you guys both were able to like speak about it you know but wasn't that kind of the family because you said you your dad was pakistani right Mm -hmm. isn't that the culture is not i mean i don't know but is the culture Mm -hmm. to not speak about the issues that you're going through like just kind of like Mm -hmm. be strong because you've had to be so strong in so many other ways yeah it's pretty much like you know kind of keep your feelings to yourself and be a very like calm like quiet especially as a woman right like sort of calm and quiet and like you know demure daughter and you know obedient and respectful and all the things and I think that's what contributed to my huge like 
fucking, you know, when I was a teenager, I just rebelled, you know, it's like mm. sneaking out of the house, dating older boys, going to concerts, you know, like going to after we're, so, like, we're soul sisters. <laughs> and it hasn't stopped. And it hasn't stopped. Oh, that, that, that was me. That <laughs> right. was me. <laughs> right. In our pearl thongs. I mean, yes, right? <laughs> yes, that was me. Yeah. But I think too, because I was the oldest also, it was kind of like mm. they were trying to, you know, I mean, I was kind of like your guinea pig, right? They're like, okay, let's, you know, because yeah. back then it was like throw spaghetti on the wall for parenting and like see what works kind of a thing, you know? Now it's like, mm-hmm. so like we have so many tools now, you know? Mm-hmm. Almost too many. Yeah. See, yes. I went, I, I didn't mm-hmm. do the the drugs and alcohol thing because I was petrified. I came from a medical family. So it was like, mm. you're going to die. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> um, I have issues with like feeling like I'm going to die from taking Advil now. Uh. But because I was, um, you know, there was no body positivity when I was younger. So it was like I was overweight and that was bad. And it was like all around the time when it was like the 90s and it was all about like Christina Aguilera and Britney and everyone was thin. So then I had anorexia and bulimia. And, Mm. you know, after being overweight, then I lost all the weight and then I got so much attention. And I was like, wait, skinny equals attention. Mm. And I never had boys run after me. So my crazy time was with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I had like so many boys. I remember and Sean's like, don't ever repeat the story. But like I met my husband at 22. I was dating someone else. And the mm. guy I keyed into the room. And my husband was hiding in the closet <laughs> with my dog, holding on to my dog. And I was like, hmm, how did I get in this situation? But I was just so craving attention, mm. which I still feel like it takes time and you probably feel this way too as an artist or like, you know, when you get attention, it's hard to not crave it, you know, mm-hmm. still. So I still have a little bit of that. Like I seek attention, but I'm trying to not. Um, but yeah, that was my that was my Achilles heel. It was definitely it was definitely dating and, and attention. Mm-hmm. It was attention, <laughs> getting attention because yeah. I never got attention. I was invisible. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's that's the thing. I think a lot of people. I've enjoyed meeting in this industry because mm-hmm. it, in a sense, it's like kind of trauma bonding. Cause I'm like, okay, so what fucked up life have you mm-hmm. had? Cause I feel like we've <laughs> all end up here somehow, but it's because of just like, you know, maybe there's so many things inside of us, creativity, or just like different, different parts of our story that create such incredible stories or art or where, but we, we, like I said, we've didn't, we did not like, because mm-hmm. maybe people around us, society, our peers were just telling us that we weren't worth it. Mm. So I think the attention, yeah, if you're so used to getting negative attention or just no attention at all, then when mm-hmm. you start getting it, it's like, of course, you, you're you grasping at straws to have it because you finally feel, in a sense, worthy of mm-hmm. something. So uh, yeah, that was for me, honestly, it, it, in a sense, like, because attention comes in all different forms. But when I like, yeah, when I started, when I went down the path of drugs and alcohol, that to me Mm. was what gave me, I felt like, like I've said before, like tasting alcohol for the first time to me was like tasting freedom because it Mm. really, it made me feel alive. Like it, Mm. I felt a feeling about myself that I've never felt before. And that was this like false sense of confidence. Like I was able to look people in the eye. I was able to speak with them. I was able to just like own who I was. Mm-hmm. And, um, but little did I know, like what, all this confidence and all this amazing stuff that I thought that alcohol was giving me in the end, it took it all from me. So I had to kind of just go back to the fucking drawing board. Uh, but it ended up being, um, I don't know, the best thing that happened to me. Yeah. What was like, what was rock bottom for you? What made you want to get sober? Mm. um you know nothing i never wanted to get sober i never i never it's great alcohol's great (laughs) i never wanted to get sober i Mm -hmm. um i you know i actually i started using at a young i started using i want to say around like 12 or 13 Mm. and um because i wasn't like i wasn't just the gay kid anymore i was the cool gay kid and that and i was gonna take it i was like i'll take it like i will Mm. and um and then, you know, like I just wanted to fit in. So I was just watching these people. And I remember like I started dancing so young and I remember myself skipping dance classes and kind of just being like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. But I, I was in such, I was so desperate for, like you said, attention. I was so desperate for people to just acknowledge me. Um, and so 
you know, I've, I, um, danced professionally, uh, started dancing professionally 17, 18. And I went out and I did a bunch of different tours all over the world. And, um, I was fired from every single one for drinking literally every single four different shows, uh, in a matter of from 18 to 21. So finally it got to a point I was doing a show in Israel and, um, I was supposed to be there for a year. They fired me after three weeks and they reached out to my family and just said, you know, um, the bottle is going to kill him. Like I, I, we don't, we've known him for three weeks, but we could tell. And, um, so my parents told me I was going to uh, rehab and I was like, okay, I'll go for, you know, I'll go for 28 days. That's all 28 days. Like the movie, I think it's Sandra Bullock. I was like 28 days. That's all I will do. And um, I don't know how I thought I was going to be the one that was deciding, but uh, I ended up going to rehab for a year, a full year. Um, I had a lot of things I had to work on. I guess I was pretty fucked up, but uh, yeah, that was, you know, that was my rock bottom. I mean, losing everything really losing everything. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I haven't been, I haven't drank in two years and I don't have a problem with alcohol. I don't have a problem with it, but I just don't feel, I feel invincible when I drink and all my anxiety goes away. And it's like, ah, this is what normal people feel like. And then (laughs) the next day I'm like so anxious and like shaking and don't feel good and my brain's going a million miles an hour. I feel depressed. I'm I've picked three fights with my husband. I've broken up with a friend. Like it's just Oh yeah, that's, what, that's see that's what would happen yeah. with me. And then so I was like, oh my God, oh my God, like I invincible. Then the next day, horrible, depressed. So I was like, you know what? How to feel better is keep drinking. And then it was like years yeah. later, I would like start drinking at nine o'clock in the morning. And like I said, years later I was like, I'm an alcoholic and it would stop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that's what happened over here but i totally that's amazing that you also just yeah and it's also i don't i didn't drink you know i don't drink very much so i would probably mm-hmm. have four four or five four a week or something but it mm. to, to some people it's like well that's nothing but to me it's like i'll drink a glass on wednesday i just don't feel good on thursday then i'd have two on friday i feel really crap on saturday then sunday i'm sort of getting my everything back together and then so i have like two good days a week and i mm. think there's this this alcohol is very interesting when you stop drinking how uncomfortable people get when you're not drinking i don't know if you feel this way but it's like i mean certain people are fine but like it's a kind of this like well why aren't you drinking just one like so sometimes I even fake it sometimes I put a sparkling water with some lemon juice in it so it looks like I'm drinking so no one even has to ask me the question but it's so interesting the conversation and like the societal belief of like well drinking is just it's it's fun and it's it's good for you and like one glass of wine is good for the heart and I mean I I'm just like who came up with that slogan the alcohol companies you know And the more you learn, like the Cancer Council just put on their website, it just says like, you know, it's a carcinogen. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They just came out with that. And I'm just like, it's interesting that it's the only drug that we do that is so socially acceptable. And when you don't do it, it's almost like that's not socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. It's like you're the you're the one person like you're the enigma, right? You're like Mm -hmm. the weirdo who's not drinking. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I, compl- I just, I feel like, um, it's like you said, it's so weird because it's kind of like saying, in a sense, like, a, like one cigarette a day keeps the doctor yeah, away. Yeah, just like, a bit of know, coke. Why, why not? Yeah, 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 absolutely. We all do meth here. It's just <laughs> yeah. like because I, I had someone in my life still where finally she, you know, after ten years, she's like, oh, you're still not doing it. You're still not drinking. Like no, and she's like, <laughs> no. she's like, she's like, but is one a uh, one glass of wine gonna kill you? I'm like, actually, bitch, yeah, it might. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, you know, it to me, it's just so weird that it's like, if you don't drink, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm like, but this is like the only like really legal drug. I'm like, and you guys, you know, it's a drug. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not judging you, but I, I've learned that people, you know, when I tell them I'm sober, they're so enamored and invested and then like the text stop and the invites stop yeah and then i'm like yeah. oh i'm like oh like bitch i'm more fun but like i'm okay. way more fun not drinking <laughs> yeah i'm like, like out till the last minute exactly i won't get <laughs> if i'm hammered. out that's hard i won't get hammered <laughs> if i'm I out try, i won't try to hook up with your boyfriend you know i'm sober <laughs> we're great so yeah, yeah. i'm like invite me
hey, I've got a question for you. Do you want to learn a new language? I know I do. I'm planning on going and visiting my sister in Spain this summer, so I am all about learning Spanish. So I'm going to turn to Rosetta Stone. They're a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. And Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. There's also built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's almost like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's so convenient and such a great value, and we have such a great deal for you guys. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Women on Top listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Hey, but no, um, yeah, that's, that's my experience. What about you with it? I mean, for me, well, I will preface this by saying I do enjoy some tequila, you know, As like, you oh, it right, right. Just As a little, little tequila with some lime juice. But I do notice like the older I get, you know, the mm. more physical effect it has on me. Like, whereas before, you know, I could have like two or three cocktails in a night and I'd wake up and still be, you know, fresh and everything. But now... I can have like two drinks and wake up with a headache or like, you know, just not feeling tired, you know? So for me, like I kind of watch it, especially during the week because mama cannot afford to wake up, you know, exhausted and tired and with a headache. So I do limit myself now more than I did before, like during the week. Um, But for me, you know, if I enjoy it, I just kind of enjoy it and kick back and like, have a glass with my husband or like with friends. I don't really drink by myself. Like I don't mm. do that. Um, mm. It's more kind of social for me. Not that that's maybe necessarily any better, um, but I do. But what do you feel like when other people aren't drinking around you? Do mm-hmm. you feel like it feels awkward? I yeah. feel like, I feel like if you're a fun person, you're a fun person, no matter what. Right. Exactly. Like, so for me, it doesn't bother me. Like as long for me, I like people's energies. So like mm-hmm. the more like, like, you know, like uh, you have a great energy like that. I love, you know, and it doesn't matter if there's like a cocktail or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, but you know, I will say if somebody's like a Debbie downer, I definitely don't like that. No matter <laughs> if they're drinking or not, you know, like that is go, you know, I'm like, no Debbie Downers plays. Mama likes uh-huh. to keep her her energy yeah. high, you know. So yeah. that's it's more important for me. Like energy is more important for me. Mm-hmm. But it you is know? fascinating, and I'm sure Corey, you you notice this too. It is fascinating when you see your friends through sober eyes, right? Mm. Because like when you're drinking with them, you're all sort of drinking. But I've seen a couple of my friends, and no, it's not you, Roxy. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> no, but they they get so like like belligerent they get so aggressive and aggressive towards me that I probably wouldn't have taken as aggression and they're mm-hmm. it's funny they're like not trying to tear me down but like making fun of the things that I'm doing and I'm like wow this is what happens when the filter goes <laughs> maybe they're not friends anymore mm-hmm. but it's interesting when the filter goes and people think that they can say and do whatever they feel like they can in the moment because they're drinking you really do get to see a sense of who that person is i feel i mean i don't know do you feel like alcohol brings out the real person or like who you really are or do you think alcohol taints that person and makes you into something that you're not you're not you know i feel mm-hmm. like it you know, for me, it made me into a completely different person. Like people used to tell me the things that I did and I, Mm. one, not only didn't remember, but I couldn't fathom that I would do or say those things. So Mm. I I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but like for me, just, I, I just being someone that's sober, being someone that's struggled with addiction, I just don't allow that shit into my life. So if someone starts acting like that, like, yeah, to me, I'm like, oh, bitch, okay, we're not friends. Like, we're not, you know, if you're going to start giving me that energy, because if because if someone's sober I, and they're giving me that energy, they're not my friend. So even if you're drinking, sorry, I'm not giving 
you know, I'm not using that as an excuse. I think that alcohol at times gives people fault, like I said, false sense of confidence to say things mm. that, yeah, maybe they've been thinking. So if you've been thinking it, then I'm glad you said it, but then no need to call me. We're not friends. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I will not take like, it as constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, working, <laughs> I'm, working on, I'm working on my own shit over here. So I don't need you to drink a bottle of wine to tell me about myself. Like I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, totally. so. like, that's <laughs> the worst when people get hammered and it's like the diagnosis session and yeah. you're like, yeah, they yeah, just start I'm, like going off on you. And you're like, wait, I didn't ask you that. I did not. Ask, I'm yeah. like, oh, well, I think, I think you're a drunk. How about that? Like I didn't, I didn't ask for this. So thank you. Yeah. But like, I'm also like, like when people like try to give you advice about a relationship and they're not in one, it's kind of just like, I don't need any advice here. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. So now that you're like massive on TikTok and you're sober Mm -hmm. and you've struggled with mental health in the past, Mm -hmm. do you not? Because for me, social media, I don't think this is good for my mental health. Like I live in it and I make money from it and it's wonderful and it's such a great tool. And I love the people that I've met and I love creating funny videos. But I sometimes get into this spiral where if there's not enough views or Mm -hmm. if there's not enough brand deals or I'm just addicted to it because I feel like I'm not doing as much or as well as other people are. It mm. goes into like a mental health spiral. And I, I really, I, I, I know that maybe I should try to limit it. I don't know how, or maybe I should try to work on my own mental health with it, but it just seeps in. So how mm. do you feel like TikTok and Instagram and that whole world does for, for all the, the past mental health issues? You know, I, um, uh, maybe as like, you know, dramatic as it sounds, there were many, many years in my life that like, I truly couldn't even, uh, get out of bed or like look in the mirror. Like I really hated myself so much. So to think of putting myself out there for millions of people to judge or watch it, it, I was like, I mean, that would that obvious that would have made me drink even back then uh because it's it's so you know it's so to me it seems so stressful but i've gotten to a place where um I, like kind of like like you said like i really don't care anymore and i feel like that came with age like it did of course and years and years and fucking years of therapy but it just was like at this place where I'm like, oh, you know, when I'm on my deathbed, I'm not going to be thinking about user four three six five two five two. That was like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> like I'm like, you know, now when I get those comments, I just come back like, I fucking hate you too. Like I don't know, what do you want from me? Like, <laughs> like I, you know, like or people are like, oh my god, I don't like you. I'm like, I, you know, I didn't like me either. Like I don't, <laughs> I. It's it's I've just found um, such a joy in making people laugh. But most importantly, like I just found joy in doing this for myself. Mm-hmm. Like I found joy in creating. I I found um, turning everything now into comedy. Doing my first, you know, stand-up comedy show in LA. Like it was mm. such a huge success. And for me, the shit that I used to honestly cry about and 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 spiral, I was up on stage making jokes about. So that to me is a win. Mm-hmm. And uh for me, I'm like, you know, there's so many people behind these screens on these fucking phones that leave like the worst comments in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you're like, if if anyone, I'm not here, I'm not in the business to call people names, but if anyone's a loser, it, it's not me dressing yeah. up. In, it's not me dressing up in a dress or mm-hmm. aluminum foil. Okay. It's you behind <laughs> the screen mad at me for wearing a wig, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's so that to me, like, I just kind of take everything with a grain of salt, but I make sure that I'm good with me. Does that make sense? Like I I just, I make sure that I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm secure in that because, because no one has ever treated me worse than I treated myself. Mm -hmm. So that's true. And it's fleeting. Like these people who come on and like say shit, they like drop a comment and they say, and you know that they're just unhappy with themselves and that it really doesn't have anything to do with you. It's like, them just being so miserable. But I will say that depending on the side of TikTok that you end up on, that can really fuck mm. your shit up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm not 
I like I'm not, uh, yeah. not you know I've ended up on the wrong side of TikTok and I'm not gonna I don't know your audience so, but I'm like oh wow well your <laughs> audience hopefully <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like oh okay you know like honestly you know if 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 you don't like two men kissing then you probably shouldn't be here because there's going to be a lot <laughs> yeah. of them, you know like so just don't interact with my video because you're just going to get a bunch of homos on your for you page some hot ass too some hot ass too i have to say yes. mr booty i was like looking back Thank you. Thank you. I, I just don't understand because we have I we have, I have two small kids and, you know, there was a, a drag queen walking by in Australia recently. And my daughter was like, is that a drag queen or is that a girl? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, OK. And that was it. Like, I don't I, I you know, when I grew up, there was drag queens. There was like it was all different things. And my mm-hmm. parents never wasn't a thing. It was it just it just was like it's I, I don't understand, especially in America where we've gotten to is. If it doesn't affect you, what is your issue? Like, mm-hmm. what is the issue? If having yeah. a third bathroom or whatever you want to figure out doesn't affect you <laughs> going and shitting in the toilet, what does it matter? Because it affects a lot of people who have. And I always say, too, unless you're raising a kid who is confused about their identity or sexual, um, what they like sexually and they're want to kill themselves like because that's really sometimes Mm -hmm. what happens is horrific mental health issues um you're gonna change your tune right hopefully you're gonna want your kid to feel loved to feel supported you're gonna advocate for what your child's needs are and i think Mm -hmm. that's the problem is because it's not happening to you then you don't really have any time or energy or understanding of how to be empathetic about the whole situation do you know what i mean I thank you because I it's it's weird some of like the most homophobic people are the ones Mm -hmm. that are so obsessed with who I you know for lack of better words who I'm fucking behind closed doors I'm like Mm -hmm. I don't know why you're so invested in my sex life because listen Mm -hmm. like Joe I'm not worried about what you're doing with your wife so I don't Mm -hmm. know why you're worried what's going on maybe they want in on it well that's what you know I think (laughs) I just to me I'm just like you know I, I, I also, it's not, it's not, there's no like phobia behind it. It's mm-hmm. actually just hate. Like mm-hmm. you're not, right. homophobia is truly just hate. Like you hate anyone that mm-hmm. is different from you. But the truth of the matter is everyone in this world is fucking different. Like when people are like, oh my God, with America, like, remember the good old days? I was like, well, like what, of racism? Of of, of what? Of, of homophobia? Like mm-hmm. that's really what you're talking about when you're speaking like that. So for me... I just, I found that, and and I appreciate it. It's like, yeah, we're just not teaching our children how to hate. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you're teaching children also how to mind your own business. You know, is that a drag queen? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Keep it moving. Like it's, yeah. no, no one is here unless this drag queen is chasing you with a knife. There's nothing to be afraid of. And isn't that truly the meaning of being pro-life? Like pro-everyone's life, right? Like everybody under the sun, yeah. you know? There yeah, it is. There's it's a like, lot. Mm-hmm. If you are pro-life, you are pro-everybody's life. You don't get to pick and choose, Thank you know? You. Right? And it's even Thank religion. You. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when I went to I went to Jerusalem and there's like so many sites, like there's the Muslim site, um, uh, the Dome on the Rock and the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is for Christians, and the Wailing Wall, which is for Jewish. And they're all like steps away from each other. When I went there, I was like, oh, so like it's kind of just all the same thing. There's just like some Chinese whispers that went a little wrong. Or but it's all the same. It just feels like I, I feel like manifestation, Buddhism, whatever it is, is all something greater than yourself. And the meaning of that is love. And so when people say, well, in the Bible, two men can't be together, um, it's like, but the meaning of like, so do you think your God would hate someone? The the, the meaning of God is not hate, it's love. Mm-hmm. So it's like trying to fight that fight, which I I do. I'm a big advocate on, on we are on mm-hmm. our end, but it's like to try to change someone's, um, it's, it's, they're just stuck in their own dogma, right? It's just, they're mm-hmm. stuck in their own training of being a kid and it's generation after generation after generation of this mm-hmm. type of hate. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to break, especially in the U S like in Australia where everyone's 
flying their freak frat flag flying See, their yeah, freak, yeah. freak flag here oh, like yeah. no one cares like people are just like oh yeah. we have six weeks paid vacation like we're good <laughs> we go free health care we're good what do you mean you have yes. a baby you get a whole year of paid like a yes. year to be pregnant you're like we're good if you're homeless you get paid you get your and good. sprinkle in some of those australian rugby players and there you go we don't care about your sex life because we are settled here that that's what i'm saying like i'm just like for me it's 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 crazy because i just feel like a lot of the times people are so worried about things like you said that do not affect them Mm -hmm. at at all but of course then when it it, when it does affect them that's when their tune changes so they're out here trying to change and trying to like rain on everyone else's parade but then they want to join forces when it's affecting them personally and that to me i just I uh, I don't really understand where it all comes from because I was just never taught to hate strangers. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. So and I'm and I'm glad for that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm grateful. Yeah. Now let me ask you this about your TikTok because <laughs> it's very funny, y'all, and you parody some of the biggest people on TikTok: the Britney mm-hmm. Spears, Charlie Sheen's, like all these amazing performers and people um, and talking about strangers, are they strangers? Like, have you ever been able to meet any of them and have they seen your work? And that, you know, that that, honestly uh, it's been such a game changer for me Mm. because I, um, uh, who has reached out like Dua Lipa, uh, the spice girls reached out. They shared my, I know the spice girls. I like, you, I mean, Tell us the story. What happened? We need them I, on the podcast. So please yes, send yes, them the contact. I, as, a, as a gay man, my heart just <laughs> exploded. I was like, um, <sighs> I, I recreated a video of theirs. Uh, I want to say about a year ago. And TikTok, you know, like we were talking about earlier with the views up and down. Mm-hmm. The video, I spent days on it. And it, and, you know, let's say it got like 10,000 views. And I, I can't just, stand that. And yeah. in my mind, in my mind, I was like, fuck it. I just deleted it. I, I'm over it. <laughs> I know. I, I posted it. I reposted it three months later and oh. it went viral and the Spice Girls Isn't shared it. crazy? <gasps> yeah. They it shared was, it? They shared it. They, they put it on their TikTok, on their Instagram, <gasps> on their Facebook and they messaged me the Spice Girls account. I, 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 in my mind, I truly believe it was all five of them at Starbucks <laughs> messaging me together. <laughs> uh, not the social media content creator. But I, um, but they were like, we loved it. And I was like, I love you all. Uh, who else? Justin Timberlake shared oh. a video. Yes. Oh, I am. Wow. I know. I'm pro Britney, but I love <laughs> Justin. Um, and, uh, who else? Uh, there's a bunch of people. Mandy Moore. Um, Ooh, I, I love, I love Mandy Moore. Uh, Jojo. Do you have the original mm-hmm. Jojo? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Yes. And oh yeah, she became um she became a friend for me recreating. We just went and saw her in Moulin Rouge on Broadway. Oh my wow. god. So that was yeah, that was amazing. Uh Sam Smith <gasps> is in one of my videos. Oh. Yeah. So Stop. Was, How did that happen? I uh recreated uh, Unholy, <gasps> their song with Kim Petras, mm-hmm. and I just pretty much stalked Sam a stamp please like uh <laughs> my, you know my my boyfriend they were following each other on social media so my boyfriend uh reached out and was like I was like babe if you don't do anything for me all I need from you is to get a video from Sam Smith and he got one from Sam and they were amazing so yeah it's, how do it's you been- do I have to ask you how do you do so when cool. you because I'm like I can not figure this out so now I'm getting mm-hmm. some insider information how do you do three of you in the mm-hmm. same video without like what how do you edit that together i'm just so confused okay to be honest i know as people ask because they're like is there is there more than you i actually so i am one i am a triplet so i do have oh. two other siblings that come and they're in the videos what with. yeah oh. no i'm just i know i'm fu- i'm fucking with you I, oh I, my like, god <laughs> um i use uh apple i was like we should have led with that <laughs> he's like i'm just like, a triplet it's fine <laughs> slide in, slide in there. i'm like they they don't get paid um <laughs> i use it's this app called cap cut i'm giving mm, it away no i don't know yeah. that, but it just doesn't i don't know how to do it so honestly there's just like a remove background option 
and you just remove the background, but you have to make sure that there is like a video just in, like I have, I have a video of just my living room wall. Mm, and so I always, and so I could film TikToks anywhere and just have my, cause that's where my base is. It's always my living room walls where I do my recreations and it's funny. So, and then I just film myself and you can remove the background and then you could just keep, you could keep putting yourself. It's the overlay. I'll I'll hit you up. Okay, I might have to I might have to DM you about that one because I was like I want to play Jenna and myself, but I'm like, how do I put us together? But it's okay. Oh I'll God. do one of yes. your videos. Yeah, yeah. I want to like talk to myself as Jenna, but as my character. But um, I'm not exactly. Oh yeah, sure I mean how. you have you have to be in my video for sure. I I actually I will say my uh, boyfriend was fan growing. My boyfriend, he's a six six football player in oh. you know, <laughs> the, the nfl but he told me all things pretty little liars he knows oh, all good. Things. i know he introduced me to pretty little liars and gossip girl you would never never imagine but like, like yeah. professional football professional yeah. player yeah. Oh. yeah is he still playing now uh no so he actually uh he's not retired but okay he he just he just wrote his memoir. It was released uh, about a month ago. Wow. And yeah, it's called The Yards Between Us. And he, um, so he's now actually working. Uh, him and Gabrielle Union are turning his life story into a comedy series. <gasps> oh, my so, yeah. God. That's amazing. What's his name? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, R.K. Russell. Okay. So, yeah. So it's it's amazing. I'm, I'm telling everyone because that's more of a push for him to make a character for me in the show. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's really. So, well, if I'm he needs a... an actress, I'm available. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm, I'm with all the writers' strikes and the that acting part. strikes. <laughs> that part. I'm not excited for him. I'm just, I'm coercing him into giving me a role. That's really what it is. <laughs> it's my husband. I've been with him for so long 16 years. He's a producer and director. I'm like, giddy up, buddy. It's time. <laughs> oh, See, guys, you just time. have to sleep with them and get the roles. I know. I just I have mean... to continue sleeping with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's been 10, 16, 10 to yeah. 16 years. It's my That's turn. A... I, I... I put in the work, literally. Yeah, so I put let's... in the work. <laughs> they don't call a blowjob a job for nothing. Okay, Amen. I don't. I don't other... find it a job. I don't find it a job. I but... mean, okay. No, okay. That's, that's when. That's when I know I'm very gay because I. <laughs> I, I find. I find it a enjoyable hobby. So, Same. I can't believe this is. I say, I'm I just like, it. this is not a job. This is, this is a lovely appetizer. I'm very <laughs> happy. <laughs> no, I'm so, I'm also so happy because, um, side note, but I am doing a short film. So I do, need, I do need an actress for that. So I will talk Juliana, Juliana, you guys work with Juliana, right? Is that yes. who you work with? Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. yes. She's a great friend of mine. Yeah. I work with her. She, she's the one that did my whole comedy show. She oh, was there. That's like, amazing. That's well, nice. Roxy can play a red carpet host, <gasps> and I can oh, play anything right. you want me to play. Are you a host? Are you a I am host? a red carpet host. Where so the whenever fuck were you at my show? <gasps> I had the red carpet. I had Getty Images. I need it. What? I need... Okay. Why was I not there? Juliana. Okay. <laughs> we're 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 firing her now. Firing her. It's a group fire. <laughs> no, I, perfect. Okay, well, now, now I know. This see? is amazing. See, we're I would love to do stand-up comedy, but I'm really scared. Um, it's... People don't know this, but like I do a lot of comedy, and my husband and I wrote a show. We I we co-directed it, co-wrote it for Sony in uh, ten oh episodes, God. and it's you know we ended up putting it together as a movie because short form content when we shot it was like the thing, but it's not anymore. So we put it together, and you know, that's my thing, but I just, I'm just too scared to get up on stage and do that because again, fear of like failure, fear of not being funny. Like, I feel like that is, I would rather someone say like, you're ugly and you're gross than like, you're not funny. Mm, <laughs> that to me right. is yeah. so much like I, that hurts my soul. Like, I don't care yes. about any of that stuff. Yes. You're like, a bad if, mom. Like, you said, like, whatever. Like, it, that's fine. Say it. Say it all. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> yes, Honestly, yes. you don't even. But don't deserve... say I'm not funny. Yeah. Don't, don't say I'm don't not funny. Don't say I'm not talented. <laughs> that will break yeah. my fucking. They could, you know, they could run me over with a car, but if you yeah. tell me. Nah, it wasn't that good. I literally will. Ju- I will. She's not a good actress. I'll be like, what? <laughs> yeah, I will just swim out into the middle of the fucking ocean and never come back. I'm like, totally. Like, all I'm good at now is blowjobs. That's it. Yeah, That's all exactly. I have left. 
I have a lot of experience. But- so we all, baby. <laughs> I always say if you're if you like sex or like blowjobs, you always have someone who's like, it's too much. It's too much caramel sauce. Okay. We're good. We don't we don't always need caramel sauce, you know? Like sometimes we just want vanilla. Some people sometimes vanilla. you just want to dry. You don't even want the sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we are getting together before we leave. We would, we would please tell us where we can come see you. Yes. More shows where can we see you? We can come to. I'll be yes. there in August. Oh, okay. How long are you here in August? Depends on how long I'm allowed to stay away from the kids, but like okay. probably like a week or two. Oh, yeah. The kid. Well, I mean, I, oh, yeah. Know. Those little suckers. <laughs> I forgot about those little ones, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm planning to do another show uh, September 1st, but right. I want to do my short film in August. So now right. I have two ladies interested in it. So we're going to figure it the fuck out. And okay. um, since there's a writer strike and everyone, no one can get paid. So you guys are doing everything for, no, I'm just Just for sexual favors. Yes, you guys have to pay me actually to be in it. Yeah. But yeah, we Look, no one out. does anything for no one does any short film for the money. Let's be right. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. It's, <laughs> no. it's just for the credits. You know, it's great exposure. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's gonna be amazing. And thank you guys so much for having me do this because oh, you guys were a joy awesome. You were. Well, please stay in touch. And where can everyone find you? That's yes. not on your stand-up or your short film. <laughs> yes, uh, Corey underscore O'Brien on everything: TikTok, Instagram threads now are you guys on yes i just joined today okay i I just saw that yes join it join it i know my my all my managers are like everyone must join threads like what the fuck is this yeah today yeah you need to join today i'm just like there was another thing too someone there was like i was like everyone follow me someone was like who are you i was like i'm Corey fucking o'brien who are you like you just i just have a question with threads so is it a now like is it an app like tiktok so now, yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's, it's also own. like Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's like its own thing, and the engagement is psychotic. Mm-hmm. Like, because but can we was... put all our videos from the good yes. ones that went viral? Yes. But yes. do you have to like upload them, or does it like? No, you yeah, you just like them? you just like upload it really quick. You just like put it. It's like yeah, because I have post. all my viral videos like just hanging out on my phone. No, yeah, you can, just, you can just save it. You can just put it on the I, app. I, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just yeah I have a folder. I literally have a folder of like videos I like with like a check mark. So I'm like, oh yeah, these are. Uh, like but yeah, God. like I've, and the engagement rate is insane because mm-hmm. people that follow you on Instagram can automatically follow you on there. So you mm-hmm. might sign up and instantly have like thousands of followers to not even know it. Thousands, yeah. hundreds yeah. of thousands, <laughs> millions <laughs> and millions. <laughs> You're like, sorry. <laughs> millions yeah, I, 1.3 million right you're like thousands how fucking dare you <laughs> who has thousands <laughs> literally i can fit that in my yard <laughs> yes. i just don't have, I have millions of followers if not millions of dollars bazillions, yes. bazillions. <laughs> yes. okay I so threads it. is it uh I another know. one welcome yeah, to see- your new tiktok i mean your new social media app yeah Ugh. no it's it's i'm yeah i'm obsessed i need mm-hmm. to stop hold up when they said threads i was like for your face i was <laughs> like wait what because those threads yeah. i don't know if anyone knows you can put like these threads it's like cotton and they, uh-huh. you, they you, have you seen it and they like put it into your face and they lift yeah it up. are you are you saying anyone as a here or the the audience because i know everything all about uh, yes i, live well, I don't LA. know if our audience threads? i mean i know our audience knows a lot but i don't know if they know about threads in your face <laughs> well mm-hmm. listen audience if you don't need it Get it. Get it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need bug talks. Get it. Get it. <laughs> I haven't had it yet, but I want I want to. I yeah. Want to. Have you done it? Done nothing yet. Oh, wow. Look well, good for you. Like, wow, look at you. You're not sag. No, I need <laughs> to get Botox. You. And I need to get um I'm gonna get Morpheus 8. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like injecting I'm- yourself with a stapler. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten Botox, filler, all of it. Oh, where do you have filler? Yeah. It looks so natural. So I got things. Uh-huh. I've got filler. I've got filler in my jawline. <gasps> I've yeah. gotten filler underneath my eyes. Oh. Uh, I talk about it all. I got my teeth done, veneers, 
oh god we're getting really i'm like i'm gonna be like um some of your guests like actually take it off i'm all natural don't air it no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah i'm all for i'm all for it if it makes you feel good, you know what if it makes you feel it. good yeah. i'm all for like self-love and do whatever makes you feel good whatever yeah. like free mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. yeah i don't i don't give a fuck if you have implants that's fucking great mm-hmm. you know why that's- would i judge you yeah, who cares? Who yeah. cares, right? Note to self, get implants. <laughs> with me. After. I'll go with yeah. you. I'll go. Yeah, let's go get implants together. You're like, what do you guys do as both as friends? You're like, well, yeah. we'll get implants together. Yeah, you we know. get surgery and then we go to brunch. <laughs> That'd be so great. Well, guys, thank you yeah. so much for listening to this show. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment. Uh, yes. We are Women on Top Official on Instagram. And Women on Top podcast on facebook and women on top official on tiktok and i am tamin sarsak and i am roxy manning and we are interviewing Corey o'brien <laughs> yes and we are you have to sing this with us because a song comes okay, in right it, now so you have to sing to say women on top and we are women <gasps> women on, on top, top.